0: Our party is still studying the report. It is 750 pages long, but we do have an initial series of thoughts about it. The first is that it's a very a thorough report, highly professionally done. Um, it looks at a huge range of topics, including um, the investment in higher education infrastructure, um, the, the TVET college system and how underfunded it is, the university system, and NISFAS. And we think that this, it's a very rich report and it's going to offer us a lot of ideas as to how to go forward. I'm not saying we will agree with all of them, but it does seem to be rich and and well thought through um, and something worth looking into.
1: Mm. And, And as you say, it's quite an extensive report, but you did mention that you have initial thoughts on it. Obviously, it makes several recommendations, but it does say in certain aspects uh, that uh, if this plan is not deemed sustainable, that the Ugusasa pilot project uh, could be used as uh, a possible alternative. What are your thoughts on the pilot project itself?
0: Well, I think it's a, an imaginative idea. You know, I think most professionals in the field who are not active students in the Fees Must fall, uh, movement have long thought that some private sector participation does need to be included in any model that you need f- to fund the system going forward. So the inclusion of the private sector is welcome. Um, let's see how it goes. I do think um, that it's very early days to see how, how it's working. Um, but we're generally very interested in that model and and interested in how it's going to develop.
1: Mm. What other thoughts, preliminary thoughts uh, do you have on what you've read so far?
0: The the fact that the Commission is the first official report I've seen for years that actually tackles the issue of university subsidies. This is a very important step forward. Um, University subsidies have been neglected, They've been going down in real terms over the years, and the report has quite extensive detail on this fact, and makes recommendations about a percentage of GDP that the that, that is recommended for higher education that they think will remedy that. Now that's a huge advance, you know. I think the pressure put on the system by student protests has, to some extent, disguised the other financial pressures on the sector, including things such as subsidies and, of course, accommodation, research equipment um, and other kinds of investments that need to be made in a higher education sector in order for it to work effectively.
1: Now, one of the recommendations uh, is that uh, registration and application fees be scrapped across the board. Do you think that it's something that universities will be able to adhere to?
0: It's a problem. In It's a huge burden for, for students from poor backgrounds. There's no, there's no doubt about it. Although NISFAS students don't pay registration fees or upfront payments, um, there's a problem there for universities in one sense, in that they don't get their budgets until April, but they have to manage, they have to have cash flow from January till April. And those fees are often used as cash flow for that period. Um, so if some solution can be found to that cash flow problem, then I see no reason why you couldn't abolish those upfront payments. Um, they're also used as a way of seeing whether students who say they have funding actually do have funding, um, but uh, you know, in my view, that that could
2: go.
1: Mm. And the fact that uh, the fees must fall campaign was largely um, for mobilizing or lobbying for the benefit of those who come from disadvantaged backgrounds or uh, the missing middle, so to speak. The fact that this uh, commission report recommends that loans be extended to everybody Do you believe that this will make it Sustainable
0: Well I think that is I think we are going to have to have detailed um, Projections of that Done by financial experts And I don't think there were Actual financial experts involved In this commission Whether it's sustainable or not I think does is going to have to be looked at um, You know you, You're going to need a huge capital base To start with when you start dishing out your loans, and that capital base is going to have to keep you going until the loans keep get get paid back, and um, we don't know if and when that that will be. So, it's it's quite a, it's an imaginative idea, but it's possibly a little bit romantic. We'll see what the financial experts have to say.
1: And that's the reaction of the Democratic Alliance, the Shadow Minister for Education, Higher Education, Belinda Bazoli. We're now on the line now to the EFF's national spokesperson, in Ngozi. A very good evening to you, and thank you so much for taking the time to speak to us. What about your reaction to the release of the HEHE he Commission report?
2: Well, thank you very much for having us. Uh, we, we totally, of course, reject the recommendation. A starting point is that uh, uh, free or fee-free education is not feasible uh, within uh, the current uh, fiscal framework, Uh, yet uh, it can be given uh, to some students. And uh, these students should be TVET college students to the exclusion of university students. Um, This is a segregation as well that we reject because it will uh, reproduce um, not only class uh, 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 inequalities, but it will also reproduce racial inequalities, wherein predominantly white students uh, are destined for universities and predominantly black students are destined for three colleges. So even if I have a desire to go to university, uh, I can't, if I can't afford, if I can't demonstrate the capacity to pay, Uh, uh, I will not be able to. But also the loan scheme that has been recommended doesn't seem feasible. It doesn't seem sustainable. Uh, It's just a reworking of the existing uh, 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 burden of indebtedness. I will also always leave the university as an indebted uh, middle class, uh, which basically just postpones the capacity to pay to future taxpayers. We believe that... uh, Uh, free, uh, decolonized education is possible. And from the beginning, uh, during the liberation struggle, when this thought had been campaigned on, it was always that uh, uh, you have to expand the fiscal capacity of South Africa. You can't ask that question uh, relating to the current conditions of the tax base. You have to expand. And that's why there was campaigns on the nationalization of mines and banks, because that expands the resources of the state, not only to provide free quality education, but also basic uh, 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 services such as health care, sanitation and housing. Uh, There's a huge amount of money that uh, not only is lost through tax base erosion, illicit financial flows, uh, but also basically uh, uh, that uh, is not being redirected into the economy in those sectors okay so, so there's always been an argument that that's how you can provide for free quality education
1: so what do we say with regards to government contribution less says more and with regards to the public sector that they private sector that perhaps that they need to step up more. I mean, there's a suggestion saying that uh, corporations and industries should see it as an opportunity to invest in their future workforce. So should they carry the higher burden if we're saying grants, not loans?
2: From the beginning in 1996, when funding was cut from universities through the adoption of GEAR, In the days of bengu up to kada asma there's always been a call of participation of the private sector in funding higher education uh, and it has never come through it's like expecting over the 23 years for you know uh, the private sector to create sustainable jobs you are asking them for something that they've never given to anybody in the world so that's why it has to be state-led the responsibility of education should never be placed on private, profit-seeking individuals. It should always be on the government, which is not seeking profits, which doesn't use education to make a profit, but to development, develop, to the development of our human capabilities. So we reject it because our starting point is the reason... Uh, from the beginning, when we said nationalize the mines and the banks, it was to expand the tax base of the state or the 5th capacity so that it can produce free education. With, this, with the hair Commission, what we are going to have is segregation of students uh, into Tibet students and university students, reproducing not only racial segregation but also class contradictions. But, uh, I mean, you are denying the choice to enter university millions and millions or hundreds of thousands of uh, poor students, even if they've got the capacities and the capabilities to can enter university.
1: So what about the academic deficit that is also being pointed out or academic barriers saying that, you know, uh, first of all, in many cases, uh, it's very rare that one out of 10 students who go from grade 1 to graduating up to higher education because you have to fix those unseen gaps as well as and there has to be a, a holistic approach to this
2: look we the analysis which is really not novel in the commission report that there has to be a fully funded uh, training college system in south africa and that is an important aspect of developing economy is, is, is welcome, but it's not novel. Uh, many people have made this argument before. The extension that it makes is that those are the people that we must fund for free. Those are the people who must access education for free and not universities. Uh, so we, we may have a different you know, uh, conversation about expanding our universities, but also uh, uh, making sure that all the private colleges work efficiently, you know, the observations around... Uh, giving them more resources in terms of infrastructure, the curriculum uh, development and transformation being linked to actual needs of the economy. All those things are not novel. They've, uh, they, they've always been there within the broader discourse of the higher education sector. So it, it is, it, it's not a function. It, it's, it's not necessarily, you know, the, the, the function of uh, this discussion or this higher commission to destine us that, uh, you know, uh, the academic burden is only on universities or or should only be placed on TVET colleges. The entire system must take all the students. Uh, So we are not saying you must do away with TVET colleges. We are saying, yes, expand them, but don't segregate students. Every student, whether they go to a TVET, whether they go to a university, they must access it on the basis of their talent and academic merit, not on how big are their pockets.
1: Thank you so much for speaking to us.